Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast and podcast. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and today is Saturday, March 19th, 2022. I'm coming to you a little bit later than usual today. Those of you listening to the live broadcast, just as I had noted, I might today. You will find this program most Saturday afternoons, usually at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Today, I am going to explore just where it is we stand and what we can do to find hope and assistance with the situation. This is, without a doubt, a time that many of us who have lived, you know, 50, 60, 70 years might say is, one of the most perilous we have seen in our lifetimes. Now, I was a child in the 70s, a young child in the early 70s, and grew up during the Cold War. And one thing I think it's important to understand And keep in mind, I very much have a spiritual, hopeful perspective. So it is not my intent to spread fear. But let's look at reality and what it was like to live in those days. Because I think the younger generations have become, they just haven't really had within their reality what it would mean if there was a nuclear exchange. Perhaps in history, you think of World War II and you studied that. I wasn't alive for World War II. And you think, oh, you know, that would just be isolated. And I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but there was some kind of poll done I saw where it was over 30% thought that it was acceptable that um, nuclear ex- a nuclear exchange um, could possibly be within the realm of something that would would do any good in any situation. Let's be clear, <laughs> and it isn't funny, but 
If you grew up when I did, it's very serious. You don't, the world doesn't survive that kind of a situation. And we knew that back then. We knew that. Um, That's why, you know, if if you'd like to look at some of the movies of the day, um, War Games was one, which, you know, the, the message from that movie is that this isn't a game that you want to play. And it certainly is no game. Many other films from that time were somber, for sure. So I really want to lay out here that I think those of my generation who are looking at this realistically in terms of just how perilous this is, it's far more perilous than anything else. I mean, except maybe short of an asteroid or, you know, a catastrophic CME from the sun, um, nothing comes close to just how serious this is. And we've been brought to this possibility by really centuries, centuries and centuries of no doubt human lessons and growth, difficult, challenging lessons, always seeking some new way to win. And, to be fair, if you didn't seek that new way in this very limited, dark world where we just haven't had a proper spiritual perspective that would have helped us, then you're really just trying to protect yourself. But it gets to a point where no one is protected. No one can be protected in this very perilous scenario in which we find ourselves. I think that those of us who do have a spiritual persuasion are realizing that it's getting to the point that that's the only thing really going to help. And I have often said that if you were to consider what planets are likely to grow, thrive, survive in any major way, a solely warlike, technological, continually trying to top one another, especially in ways that do harm to other human beings or other beings if you were in some other place, and let's not be naive there clearly are other worlds to consider that we would be the only one is 
beyond statistically so improbable it's just ridiculous it's it's very ignorant to think that we would be just the center of everything of course we now stand at the edge of the precipice will we survive perhaps some smaller Groups may survive, but we don't want to go there. And it's not just about humanity. It's about everything else that occupies this world of ours, which we haven't taken care of very well because of this race to think that we're improving our lives. And in many ways, yes, it can seem that way short term, But at the same time, we're racing towards oblivion, racing towards a wall. If you're racing towards a wall, it really doesn't matter what car you're driving in. It may have all the bells and whistles and support you in every way. Air conditioning, music, everything. That sounds a bit like the 70s, doesn't it? Because I was just reflecting in another context today how in the early 70s, a lot of cars didn't have air conditioning. And even now, a lot of people are driving used cars that perhaps the air conditioning isn't working. And we could actually get to the point where all of these supplies that we've been so used to having right at our fingertips are not available. Something may break and you won't be able to fix it. Then what? Are you able to live in a simpler way? But it's not even about that. It is to a degree because we don't know where we're heading. We've valued all the wrong things. We so cavalierly think that we're somehow going to reach this height of technological prowess develop very advanced AI and all these things. We don't have time for that if we don't get our houses in order, our spiritual houses. And it may only take some of us. We're to the point where we truly do need assistance. And we can put our heads in the sand and say, well, it's only about my personal life, my personal path. And on one level, it certainly is. But we can't be naive about where it is that we stand. And we need to very honestly reflect upon what got us here and where do we need to go. We continually, in the spiritual community, suppress how we truly feel. So dominant is the materialistic, non-spiritual worldview. But that may only be in voice and not in heart. We truly have no idea how many of our fellow human beings are waking up because they're afraid to say it. 
I don't honestly know how I say as much as I do about spirituality. I never would have dreamed I would be a person who would want to do that or who could do that or would even wake up enough to be able to do that, not to say that I'm on some high, high ground. This is not about a competition. But I always was interested in spirituality. And I know other people who were as well, people who maybe have succumbed to the materialistic worldview, or have they? Or is that just a veneer? What is in your heart? This is the time. This is the time to trust in what that is, the guidance that you receive, the connection that you observe, the impossible synchronicities, the coincidences that you just can't explain. And they're right in front of you. Then you can demonstrate it. They're not your imagination. Some would say that it's all about what we think about, what we do personally on our paths. The personal path has a part in it. But we're to the point now where we really need to think about where we are globally. And those of you who've listened listened to this program before know that I am very much a believer in each one of us being beloved, distinct aspects of the omnipresent divine meaning that we're not all just globbed together into one giant, indistinguishable mass. We're not widgets that are interchangeable. We are unique human beings on a soul journey, each and every one of us, and loved by the divine, even as the divine is within us. It's outside of us and within So let's not sacrifice our authenticity and perspectives. Those perspectives are important. No one has a way of viewing life like you do because nobody else has lived your life. Every single person here, and I would say every being in the universe, in the multiverse, is special and loved. So a solution is not going to make us all uniformly the same because that is not the pattern of anything around us. When you look at the earth, is it all the same? Is everything on the earth the same? Or is it beautifully distinct, even as we share some common characteristics? You may live by the ocean. You may live 
by the mountains. Wherever you are is distinct. It may share some similarities with other oceans, other mountains. And I very much appreciate that there are people listening in multiple parts of the world. The flowers that you see, every one of them is in some way different. And there can be huge distinctions in different geographical areas. The animals on the world, just look at how diverse they are. If they were alien creatures, how would we view that? And yet that's probably the way. In fact, there's no probably. It's clearly the way of the universe and multiverse is. Because I do believe there is evidence that how vast this space is is beyond our comprehension So don't deceive yourself or be deceived into thinking that you are not special. And a lot of people will tell you that you're not. You are. Look around you. It's simply logical. Look at everyone you know, every single person. Look in your own heart. You are a unique person with a unique journey and a unique perspective. Last week, I was reading 1 Corinthians 13, just a part of it. And I stopped and pondered the verse that talked about truth, because I had never really thought about it quite in the way that it came to me last week. I... I think that I would prefer to use the word darkness over evil. Evil to me suggests there's no redemption. There's no way of light getting in. And I, to me, that is impossible when there's omnipresent light. There can only be shades of darkness, and there certainly is darkness. Just look at the world. Yes, there's darkness. But the interesting thing is the opposite of this is truth. And you would think that it would be light. Well, it is light, isn't it? Because light reveals truth. We deserve beloved, respected human beings. And it's about respect. Because you cannot form an accurate perspective without truth we may not know all of it but when it's shaded into something that isn't truth at all or important pieces that totally take the truth away are left out no one can form an honest perspective and opinion and make honest decisions in such a way We're in a world right now that doesn't value truth and has multiple agendas. This isn't political. It's true in multiple ways, whatever your viewpoint is. 
And if we're to rise to our fullest potentials or even begin to approach where we can go, that kind of truth and authenticity is going to be important. I believe that it's highly likely on the most advanced planets, which have nothing to do with with being technologically advanced. Advancement is something of the spirit, of the heart. It has to do with behavior. I believe they are surely telepathic. And I'm sure each of you can think of times, depending on where you've explored this, where something totally impossible has happened. You've thought of someone and they've called you. That's often the way it happens. If we had true telepathy, you'd see the light would reveal things. It would be awkward for sure. But in combination with love and empathy, just imagine how the empathy would be raised. I don't know a materialistic solution to what it is we face. We may get past this crisis now, and it's not insubstantial. Multiple world leaders are talking about just what we may face here. We may get past it this time somehow, but then there will be another. Unless we change, because we need to change. I know that there are people listening of multiple belief systems, and perhaps sometimes I can seem to challenge some of you a bit more than I would like to do. I have my own journey, as do you, with spiritual choices and perspectives. And in many ways, my views have softened over the years. But what I do want to say to you is I think that you should research as well as you can where some of the very detailed things that you think you know about what you would call the end, however you would characterize that, whether it's an interpretation that came from a particular era, a lot of things came out of the 19th century, or if it really is the basis of your belief. And Leave your heart open to the unknown there, even if you hold together with the core beliefs of whatever it is you believe. I believe your spiritual path is going to be important. Believing as you do in the divine, in the omnipresent divine. But if I could ask one thing of you, and it is this, Don't give up. Don't let a particular perspective lead you to say, this is heading there and there's no 
You know, that's the end. Because you don't actually know that. And a lot of the things that are believed today in certain circles were interpretations brought from various theologians. And I may talk more about that at another time, how different visionaries saw things and how those were interpreted. Because I've studied visionaries. But a lot of how we view what we think is going to happen has to do with interpreting something versus actually knowing this is the way it is. And sometimes, because you've heard it a certain way so many times, you've lost sight of what it used to be before that perspective became popular. We need to have hope in this time. But I truly do believe we need to look much higher. And materialism and technology isn't going to get us through it. And this time may be the last or close to it. We've gotten ourselves into a heck of a mess. Let's just put it that way. And it's time for those who are spiritual among us to raise our sights higher. Could we be helped by some other species somewhere that can see what we are doing who are a part of the conscious, omnipresent divine as well? Would you help someone in trouble? If you saw it, if someone was going to fall off a bridge, would you help? I think you would if you could. We think that there are things like Star Trek, well, you know, the prime directive, right? They, they're not supposed to intervene in anything. And yet they already have, we think, to some degree. Talk to some of the people who claim things shutting down nuclear silos and things like that, although we can't know what those things are. Let's be clear. We don't know a lot. For all the people who like to say, we know this and we know that and we label it this and this has been this way forever and blah, blah, blah. I don't believe we really do know. Something could appear a certain way to us and not be the thing we think it is. It could be what we think we see or what would make sense to us, maybe. How? So when you talk about things in the sky, and there's a lot of stuff going on with that, a lot of odd observations, we don't necessarily know what's going on. So let's get beyond just that part. Even what we've heard said by some people. And just think about this basic concept. I heard someone say that we would be um, just ants. There was um, some kind of conference where they were talking about communicating 
with extraterrestrials. It was a serious um, conference involving university people, and they totally seemed to leave out spirituality, which is sad but true, and that isn't going to help us. Our worldview that's so very limited isn't going to help us, but we can help ourselves by bringing these perspectives to the table They said that, would you help an ant? You know, such a cold and stark and calloused view. Like maybe you just stomp on it. You know, you really don't care. I know lots of people. In fact, I've become one such person who will actually help a spider. Now, I don't know if a whole bunch of ants show up. That could be a problem, especially in the spring, like we're in right now where I am. I know some of you are entering fall. Those of you who have been listening to the live program, I will pause here for a minute and say thank you to those of you being here. Thank you to Blog Talk Radio for once again highlighting this program on their homepage. And you'll hear the rest of the podcast later. I welcome you back to listen to the rest. It won't go too much longer today. FrontierBeyondFear.com is a place you can go. I'm slightly behind. I need to add last week's episode, too. And follow the show if you want announcements. And that you can do that at Blog Talk Radio. But you can find this show lots of places. Mm-hmm. iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Thank you for being here, live audience. I will continue with those of you who are listening to the podcast. If you saw a living, breathing being, a feeling being with a heart, and you could help them in some way, and how that might be, we cannot really know. Because remember, when you're at a higher level of awareness, you are more aware of the divine omnipresence, what you're a part of. They're not separate, truly. But that doesn't make us indistinguishable in some giant mass that's often misinterpreted. You can be a beloved and special individual aspect of the divine with plenty of free choices on this planet. The divine is not domineering in that way. We've gotten that part wrong. And if we model our leadership structures on domineering and dominating, that is not a healthy society and it will not survive either. This notion that we can all move is just one thing. That's not who we are, and that's not who we've ever been, and that's not who we are on any soul journey, even though there is a oneness that connects us. It is both. It is. It can seem like a paradox. But you can't deny one and claim the other. It's not possible. 
And you can never be separated from what this is. So being somewhere else, if they were advanced enough in the truly advanced way, if given the opportunity to help in some way, and I can't tell you what that would be, of course they would. What? Why do we always think that these advanced civilizations are so stark and cold? I saw something also related to this conference. Um, I believe it was something in the Har- in Harvard's publication I was reading, and how you know they they would probably have advanced AI, or maybe that was somewhere else. I've been studying this in different sources. Anyway, whatever means takes them to this place, there's always this assumption that they just don't care. Do you not care? How many of you care when you watch this imagery of war on your television? I have to turn it off some of the time. However, it's coming to you on your phone. I don't use very much technology myself. I have to admit, I live as much as I can the more simple life that I knew before all of that existed. That doesn't mean I'm not using it now, obviously, but I don't let it intrude on my world all the time. I'm not streaming things on my phone. I don't live that way. I'm one of the few people... I think that mostly uses the phone as a phone, although I like that it has a camera. And yeah, I use the message feature and really the only app I use is weather. That's pretty much it. I don't need that intruding into my day. But you may appreciate that and that's the way that you're living right now. Even so, who can watch these these images without feeling great dismay? and wanting to help in some way. But I do want to remind you, I think it's unfair to say that that's the only place some really awful things gone on recently or are going on. It's very, very dismissive dismissive of us to only focus on one place without thinking that there for sure are others, and some of them are very near. There's far too much brutality in our world right now. And people are being hurt. When you are aligned with a spiritual, love-based perspective, you want to help in whatever way that you can. Not all of us are able to help in a physical way, and you don't have to. Perhaps my way of helping one of them is this. And I'm doing some other things as well that are aligned with my own talents. In my life, at other times in my life, I've volunteered so many hours for my community, I can't even count. I'm not quite in that phase right now. It's a bit quieter, and yet I'm doing other things to volunteer my time appropriate to my talents and my availability and what I can do, and this is one of them. 
I don't know specifically the answer, but we cannot discount the help that is available to us. And just as the divine is inseparable from every heart, we cannot just assume that we're cut off from other species. Of course we're not. This is the omnipresent divine. Can we just believe for a bit in a bit of empathy and love and trust and all of the mystery that comes with it and stop projecting assumed darkness? Chances are those who do make it Maybe more planets make it than we realize because they do get help. I really can't say. But they're not going to make it on winning technologically. That isn't going to cut it. That isn't the path. Are there planets that combine technology with spirituality? Well, We're doing it now. I'm using it now. I can't say that you really need it for very long. I've mentioned this book before, and it's really not my favorite because the conclusion is very loveless, and I need to say that. But Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke talks about this to some degree. And there are just a astonishing synchronicities right now between the 2010 movie and there was, I believe, a book, although I didn't read the book, so I have to speak to the movie. And some of the things going on right now, like with the space station, although I hear that's, I haven't seen the latest news, but the last I heard it wasn't quite so bad that it was going to be okay. Look, we need to care about one another. We need to realize There are people with perspectives that are totally suppressed and have no opportunity to tell you how they really feel. There are people who are misguided, as there have always been misguided people, and there are misguided people attempting to misguide you. Ask the divine to help you see more clearly Ask. What do you have to lose, really? Ask. Years ago, I went through a personal crisis, and I'm here today because I asked the words, show me the way. I may have put some assumptions on that question. There isn't always just one way. There can be ways in partnership. In fact, if you look at the way the world works now, that's often true. But I will say this. We shut ourselves off years ago from spirituality because it was stomping on everything. Because it really wasn't 
that. They were burning people at the stake. It wasn't, how could that be spiritual? That's a different label altogether. That is using something for a darker purpose. That's not spirituality. Yet spirituality can contain what it is that you believe, even if you believe it's the only way. And I understand. I understand. And, you know, there are things that I've seen, evidence of things and combinations of things, looking at different things and things I very much value. I love 1 Corinthians 13. I've said it many times here. And other things. There are things I've seen that comprise a bit of evidence as to how things really may work. There are people who've had near-death experiences and come back to talk about about them. And, you know, we really, that's a little bit tricky because you're talking about the transition, not actually getting all the way across the veil. So are they just seeing what it's like to transition? They can't really know all the way because they didn't make it all the way. They came back. So you got to be careful there. And still they've seen some important things. And often their stories mirror one another, people who weren't spiritual at all to begin with. So I'm going to draw this program to a close. Thank you for being here. And again, I hope that you've discovered this podcast in a myriad of ways. You can really find it wherever you prefer to listen. This show, its home, is Blog Talk Radio, where it's been for many years, since 2010, an early podcast and one that will continue. I appreciate you listening. And I hope to see you next time. I should be here next Saturday at the normal time, which once again is 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. And I do invite you to follow the program if you can. I think you have to get an account to do it, and maybe that's a little bit more trouble than it's worth. Either way, you'll find me if you look. I welcome any way you come here. So... Do try to find the hope this week and ask for clarity. It comes to you sometimes quicker than you may be prepared to accept, but sometimes very gently. We need hope right now, and hope exists. Look higher. Trust a little. Even when you think you don't, just trust enough to listen. I'll see you next time.